Hello, and welcome to the C-Store Decisions Live podcast. I'm Thomas Malloy, Senior Editor for C-Store Decisions Magazine, and today I'll be chatting with owner and operator of the Central Tennessee 7-Store Speed Mart chain, Viral Patel, or as his friends and employees call him, Joe. Let's jump in. And today I'm here with Joe Patel, who's the owner of the Speed Mart chain based in Tennessee. Joe, how are you doing today? Doing good, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, just want to talk to you briefly about the, you know your chain. You've got how many stores now? We have seven convenience store gas stations. And you're based. I'm sorry. Go ahead. In Tennessee. And you're based in what city? Uh, Crossville. Okay, and you've got seven stores, and are they all Speed Mart stores, or do you have some that are branded differently? Um, I've got four of them. They are Speed Mart. Um, the other three are branded Jackson Mart and Miller Mart 1 and Miller Mart 2. And how long have you, have you uh, run the stores or owned the stores? We have been in the store. I have been personally for the past nine years. And did you did you purchase the stores all at once, or did you build up, or how how did that work? Well, we started from I mean, family started from store one, and we got that going, and then expanded to second store, and then third, and then now we have seven operating. You built the business over how many years? Um, roughly nine, ten years. Nine or ten years, and so you you your most recent purchase was how recently? About nine months ago. Oh, wow. Very good. Wow. And you said this is a family business. Is uh, Are uh, um, other members of your family actively involved? Me, my brother, and my dad, and my uncle is involved in it. Um, but we, I mean, we're the youngsters, you know, so we're the one who's expanding the legacy of it. Right. Um, and... With the technology we're operating with, I have roughly 26, 27 employees working. Okay. Currently. And uh, I mean, without technology, we wouldn't have made it, you know? Right. Remotely, we can change prices. Remotely, we can do payroll. And uh, it's just been a good experience. Um, and how did you get into this business? What what made you get into? I mean, were you were you working in in the C store industry before this? Before you bought your first store, or what, no. what how attracted you? Roughly, I was sixteen years old, and family had a store, so I kind of got to every day coming to the store, and we just ever since then we've been in the store business. Okay, so <laughs> did your parents have the store to to start with? Uh, my grandfather did. Oh, very and good. Before he passed away, I mean, we were leasing a store, and the owner decided to raise the rent on us, so we got out of that and moved and got into one store in Crossville. Okay. And that happened to be a good store, and after that, we built one ground up on Buckland and got construction done and open ground up and that is over 
uh, biggest store, Miller Mart One, out of Crossville. And so that was kind of a new thing for you guys, wasn't it? Yes. So building ground up, we got experience on that too. You now I'm sure. So you had no experience previous to that before you built that new store. Correct. Wow. Um, and uh, you said your grandfather was involved. Uh, were you uh, born and raised in Tennessee? I've been in Tennessee for the past 14 years. And where were you before that? Uh, we used to live in Illinois. Is that I, where the first store was? No, in Tennessee. Tennessee uh, was the first store. So the one that your grandfather owned was in Tennessee as well? Yes. Okay. And you grew up in Illinois? Um, I was brought to America when I was 10 years old. Okay. So it's from 10 to a few years in Illinois and then to Tennessee. And where did you guys uh, come from? Um, from India. And how, you have a big family that all came over or? No, my grandfather and grandmother and uncle and everybody was in the U.S. 30 years ago. Okay. So they got us to immigrate here. And since then, we've been helping family and now running the stores and everything's going smooth. Truly an American success story, really. So tell me um, some of the difficulties you ran into when you were, you were trying, when you started to build the chain and um, especially during the building of the, of the new store from the ground up. Um, how hard was it to, to figure out, you know, just how, the, how to do the construction, who, who the contractors were, all those things. How was that? How difficult was that to do? Um, to build a store ground up, we actually had a good company who took all of the fuel equipment uh, installation part of it. So we only had to do the building and the parking lot, pretty much. And the fuel people managed, I mean, one contract, and they did the canopy, the fuel, the tanks, the pumps, the registers the gas sign. So that side was just a one piece of contract negotiated and done. But building side of it, we hired a contractor to do a building and we kind of made a blueprint, just a sketch, how we wanted it to look and lay out. And it took from start to finish six months and we had a good location up and running. Wow. So it sounds like you had some good partners there uh, as far as the contractors go and uh, helping you out and guiding you. Yes. Um, So we were, I mean, remodeling we can do, you know, we've been trained and uh, I'm good hands on with tools and. Oh, very good. Okay. After that, we build our house without a contractor. So that experience, it's, you don't get that from school, you know? Right. just from watching and learning and you're into wanting to learn more on it. So now when you, when you make improvements to your stores, do you guys do them yourselves or do you contract out or does it depend on what kind of job it is? We we do them. If we can do something on our own, we usually do it on our own. Okay. And it saves labor and gets it done a lot faster. And when we need it, you know, And and what was the last upgrade you did? The store that we built, uh, just so you know, um, we have a solar system sitting right on top of the canopy and the building. Really? 
and that was built three, four years ago, and it's been a good investment. Um, it is like an investment rather than using the electricity to the building. That is our biggest investment we've done as far as remodeling goes. But I mean, LED lights, we usually get a store and if they're usually run down, we get them up in shape and business usually follows. And you'll install the LED lights and things like that? Yes. I mean, LED lights, if we had to put in a walk-in cooler, we do that. Put in a new counter unit, shelving. And we usually take a store and remodel and get it up and going so it's good for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, those are a really good investment, LED lights. You save an awful lot of energy throughout the store as well as outside in the uh, forecourt, too. Yes. And it makes the store look uh, 10 times newer, you know? Right. So tell me, which store do you have the solar system on, or the solar uh, electrical units? One out of Crossville, Tennessee. Out of Crossville. And have you installed that, or do you plan on installing that on any of the other stores? We are looking into expanding solar, but uh, the government, I think, is taking away the tax credits on it, I think, next year or something so it's kind of pricey without that and uh, right now when we installed at millimark one payback was eight years and after that it's profit you know right but if the tax credit goes away that payback is going to be 12 years and that eats out of that profit and makes it not how to think twice you know if we want to do it or not Right. Now, is that, a, is that a local or a state type of um, uh, tax a, credit? That's federal? That's federal. That's a federal tax credit. Were There's there, a 30% tax credit federal that we can take off on the tax returns. And that is going fading away next year. And were there any other uh, types of tax incentives or rebates or things like that? To, to install that solar uh, power system? We got a grant for 25%. And then on top of that, there was a tax credit of 30%. So our solar system cost 140 grand, was broken down to 70 or 80 grand after all the tax credit and the incentive was used up. Wow, that's a really good incentive too and to get you to see do that. that. Almost cuts the price in half, you know? Right. And with the tax credit going away, that's 30% of the pie. And I mean, solar, it's a zero maintenance investment. You know, if you have the cash, mm -hmm. if you can get a loan, do it. You know, it just sits on top of the building and makes money um, after it's paid off. So if they renew this, do you think you'll be installing it on all of your other buildings or? Yes. If the if we see if we don't expend on the store, I mean the funds we would like to invest back into something, and solar is a good big investment where it takes a big portion of the profit and puts it back into the building as an expense. Tell me now about um, just about the operations of the store, and do, are you very hands-on with the actual operations? Do you have other people who, I mean, I'm sure you've got category managers or are family members doing those types of things as well? Um, see, I usually run around and 
handle any repairs or if I also, I do anything besides running the cashier. I've got enough employees. I try to get enough employees so I don't have to be stuck behind the counter because I am more hands-on and I operate and make sure stores are running smoothly. I do all the deposits and every store we have somebody who's more good with computers are, you know, they're, we call them manager, but uh, they make sure stores are operating smoothly. If somebody doesn't show up, they try to make sure somebody else and shows up. Tell and me about, about your marketing merchandising. Do you do any advertising, anything like that? We do not. Do you have any any advice as far as promotions and things of that nature for for um, other retailers who've got a smaller uh, number of stores that that's you know lower than ten? We like are actually a part of a group called Sasoa. Um, they are a nonprofit organization out of Huntsville, Alabama, and they have two thousand plus retailers like me in the group and. What they do, I'm also one of the leaders in the group. See, the way they operate, they have Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, and Kentucky. And all the small retailers like me have joined just to get a better pricing and to unite, you know? And And not just to get better pricing, but that way we can be a bigger brand. And it all makes a difference if you have so many stores than just one or two mom and pop stores. So that know? gives you a little bit more power as far as, as far as, um, Buying power and getting to the new technology. I mean, see us older fellow might not know how to research and might not know what is scan data, you know, for Marlboro, but being in the group, you get more knowledge out of it to know what, is going on in the market around you. And what is the name of that that organization? It's Sasoa, S-A-A-S-O-A. You can Google it, sasoa.org. Hmm, very interesting. They have leaders in every, like for example, in Tennessee, we have 15 or 20 leaders who are just helping each other out, but they attend meetings and they try to negotiate prices for the whole community. That's very interesting. I'd never heard of that organization before. Uh, how did you hear about them? We, they came to Knoxville, Tennessee, and we got involved. And me being out of Crossville, we have more stores like Crossville area. And I became one of the leaders. So if somebody has a question, they bring it up to me and then I take it on if it's something major, you know? Okay. Do they help you with anything else as far as infrastructure or fuel or anything like that? They, not necessarily with fuel. I mean, see, we're unbranded, so we can buy fuel from whoever has a good rack price for the day. Tell me about your food service. Do you have any kind of hot food service or things of that nature? Yes. One of my store, we have Hunt Brothers, and five other stores, we have Crazy Italian Pizza. And that's a new brand, I believe, and it's doing fairly well. So pizza is about the main deli we have. 
We don't have anything like hot fries or nothing major cooking. Do you do like a grab-and-go, cold sandwiches, things like that? All of our stores do have cold food that they can warm up or take it cold. Now, is that do you buy that from a uh, contractor or is that something you you folks make on your own? No, uh, we get that from HT Hackney. As far as growth, what ideas do you have for the chain as far as growth or branching out to different things, different items? I mean, as far as the stores, we are expanding. You know, if we see a good potential store, we might buy it. Or if we see good land, we can build, you know. But because of this COVID thing, back in January, I got involved and done research on a kiosk. It was a self-serve kiosk where now everything is going COVID friendly, you know. Nobody wants to interact with other people to do business. I mean, even Taco Bell is coming up with a kiosk where you order on the kiosk. Yeah. And so I came up with a kiosk software and hardware and got everything in one package. So we tested at our stores, two of my stores first. Um, this kiosk can do ATM. It can do check cashing. It can do bill payment, thousands of bills. Um, it can do money transfer to 50 other countries. It can do... Uh, Bitcoin. It can do bill, uh, phone cards, gift cards, uh, Verizon prepaid minutes. So it's got like 10 different items and on one machine, which runs by itself. So there's no employee involved. There's no other person that needs to run the machine. It runs on its own. And uh, we tested them out at two of our stores. Now I'm expanding to 13 other stores this month. So if you're going to 13, that means six of those will be someone else's stores? No, um, all of the 13 are going to be someone else's stores. All 13. Okay, so this is going to so be something. I'm, I'm not putting them at my other stores yet because I've got other customers who are interested first and I want to make sure they get the machines. Okay. So this is a separate business. It's a separate corporation, separate business. I started back in January. And this has come out of your use of, of ATMs at your stores. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, at our stores, we had ATMs, you know, and then this COVID thing happened and I came to researching what can we do? And I came up with this new idea, and which was already in the market. You know, I mean, just not in Tennessee. Tennessee, I'm the first one to launch a machine that has seven to ten different services. Wow. And tell me, I understand you also have Bitcoin machines, Bitcoin yeah. kiosks. Can you tell me about that? Okay. So we are... In Crossville, wherever our stores are, Crossville, Cookville, Chucky, or Greenville, I'm the first one who got the Bitcoin machine too. And those are standalone kiosks, but with my new machine that I'm launching out also has that in it. So it's part of, instead of putting just a standalone Bitcoin kiosk, I'm going to be putting a kiosk which has 10 other services, you know. If one doesn't make as much profit, the other should make it up. Bitcoin is fairly growing. Um, I've seen a good 
feedback return on it. Um, we didn't know what Bitcoin was when I first started actually. And seeing the profit made me realize, hey, it is something good we should add at every store. And with that ATM and Bitcoin in mind, I came up with a new machine and now we can expand to any store in Tennessee. And so the, the, the new machines you're going to have in 13 separate stores and then eventually you're going to migrate those into yours, you, you believe? Yes. I mean, all of my stores are going to have that machine. It's just funding wise, I wanted to order where I see in my stores I already have an ATM and a Bitcoin machine. So those I already have in my store. So why put the new machine and not make that profit from somebody else's store? I so, I mean, eventually I'm going to put that in my stores, you know, but first to start up and get the funding growing, I wanted to put in other stores where I start making money on that ATM and Bitcoin. So tell me about the story. I think you related this to me once before. The story about um, the first time you saw the Bitcoin machine, I believe you're at a uh, some sort of conference or some sort of... Um... We were at Nax in Atlanta last year, I believe. And uh, we seen Bitcoin kiosk and I don't know what that kiosk was. There was, I think, two or three different brands at the uh, next trade show. And I ran across Digital Mint and also another brand, I forgot which one, but Digital Mint wanted to partnership with a profit sharing instead of just a flat commission. So we went with that and that's been a good success with that. That has worked for you so far, huh? Uh, are they going to be involved in these new machines? Yes, they are my partner in, for the Bitcoin side of it. Very good. Okay. Um, and tell me anything else on the horizons for you guys? What are you, what are you, what are you thinking about for next year? Are you optimistic about, about COVID going away and, and uh, business going to ramp back up again? What are your thoughts there? COVID necessarily has not hurt the gas station business at all. I mean, it has hurt the fuel side of it, but anything that's inside the store, it's added more business. COVID has hurt other restaurants and stuff. I mean, if you had a bunch of deli, it has hurt. But as far as any inside sales, we have not seen a decline. Business has been good. Um, we do hope it goes away, you know. Um, do you have do you have dining areas within your stores? At two of my stores that are big on pizza sales, we do have dining. Okay. At the others, we do not. Three of my stores, we do have drive-throughs, so people don't have to get out of their car. Okay. And that helps, you know, if they have kids in the car and they don't want to unpack them and bring them into the store and. Any plans on expanding the drive-through abilities to the other stores? We were looking at it. Um, we do actually, if it's doable, we do add drive-through to a store whenever we take over. And I mean, if it's a remodeling, it's just adding a small window to the side of the building. But some of our locations, for example, in Cookville, we wanted to add a drive-through, but the city requirements right. were 
you have to have five cars to stand behind the drive-thru. So some one city does have that requirement where two of my stores are, so we can't build there. And then one store, there's no room to build a drive-thru. Real quick, tell me which other members of your family um, are involved in, in what they do uh, with, with the chain? My brother, Sam, uh, he goes by Sam, Sandeep Kumar Patel. Um, he also runs Operation MNC. We partnered with everything together. And if he, if I need him somewhere at one of the stores, he might show up. If he needs me, I might show up, you know. And he pretty much, we run around, make sure stores are operating. If an employee doesn't show up, somebody has to cover, you know, out of the family. So we pretty much stay on call and if we can't close the store middle of the day if an employee right. doesn't show up, you know. And Sometimes when that happens, will that person who has to cover, will that be you? That would be me or brother or anybody, brother's wife or even my fiance. Okay. Somebody gets involved and then we go to the store and make sure it runs for the day. Well, Joe, I thank you for your time today. Um, certainly a lot going on. You seem to really be always looking out for, for a new way to increase revenue. And best of luck with everything else, uh, your new venture as well as uh, the stores. And uh, give our best to your family and everything too. All right, sir. Again, I'd like to thank Joe Patel for taking time out of his busy schedule to join us today. And I'd like to thank you as well for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and picked up a few ideas about how to serve your customers and run a better convenience store business. For the Sea Store Decisions Live podcast, I'm Thomas Malloy. I'll see you next time.